realize why I end up recording so many times late at night. I've spoken to this before, but it's quiet, it's calm, it's a point where I feel like most of my day is over with. Now, something that is different this time is I'm actually recording this at around 10.13 at night. Not midnight, not two in the morning. Okay, so for those of you that are brand new, and if you're here from TikTok or any one of my other accounts, hello and welcome. My name is Mario Mora. I, I, I debated on whether or not to say my name, but so many accounts have that on there. I'm also known as the Artisan Rogue professionally. I'm a freelancer, illustrator, voice actor, and this is my podcast, Radio 74. I just cover different kinds of subject matters on here, things that are either of interest to to me or things that happen to me as a working illustrator i have uh i am accompanied tonight by two of my cats both whom are asleep radar next to me is rearranging himself on some print material of mine so that's okay (laughs) let me go ahead and jump into this here so it's the first day that it feels like it's autumn actually this is about two days ago like right around monday night the weather got a nice crisp bit of autumnness to it It was great. And yesterday I had to wear a hoodie. And that was such a good feeling. I'm one of those people that if I could wear a hoodie all year long, I would. I have a myriad number of them, mostly black. One that I rarely wear because it's white with a a dye sublimated print all over it that is in the design of Robotech. It's like a Veritech fighter. It's very cool. I had actually meant to wear it to NakaCon this year, but it was too hot to wear, so I didn't get a chance to do that. But I'm also really happy because normally about the time that that snap of autumn starts to come in, I know that the trinity of holidays are coming along. So that means, of course, Halloween coming up first and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. I'm not a big holiday sort of person, but looking back to when I was younger, I certainly enjoy those holidays to a certain degree. I can remember plenty of times whenever they were also points of contention and stress, but for the most part, I think um, looking back with rose-colored glasses helps. Uh, you know, And honestly, it's also something where I'm looking less back and more forward to what I have to enjoy now. And there's a lot of things that I've managed to, through therapy and through other things, work through and find good things to be happy about. One of them definitely is the fact that more than ever, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction in my life. And that, and I mean that professionally big time. Like, that was always something I struggled with for years. Jumping off of that, let me, let me see here. What else? Well, you know what? I am a huge cinephile. I love going to movie theaters. I love seeing movies. I have a pretty large collection of DVDs, even with the advent of Hulu and Netflix and things like that. They're not all on there. And I'm one of those people that likes to watch the special editions, the longer ones, the director's cuts, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I blame the Lord of the Rings trilogy for that. And it's God knows how many dozens of hours of extra stuff on those. I, I don't think I've even seen everything, because I know there's one disc that has nothing but photos on it. And I don't know that there's an autoplay feature for it or anything else like that, but I distinctly remember finding it one time and going, oh, that's a picture of Boromir, Sean Bean's Boromir, wearing sunglasses on set, dressed up as Boromir. It was, and it made me go, I've never even seen this part of it. Because of the fact I'm a cinephile, of course, going into the holiday season, there's a lot of great things going on. Personally, not even on the small screen, I'm looking forward to some stuff. I am very much looking forward to this Hawkeye series coming out on Disney+. Plus. I love Hawkeye. I love archery. I love 
Robin Hood. I love stuff like that. Hawkeye, to me, was always a, an underutilized character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm hoping this series really does give everybody involved a chance to shine, especially Jeremy Renner. And I'm just looking forward to it because it also has kind of a weird Christmassy diehard feel to the to the preview that's already been out. But speaking of previews, there's been other ones, too. Of course, I think Spider-Man's coming out sometime soon. Uh, I don't remember if the Doctor Strange movie is or not. I know there's one other Marvel movie that should be coming out. Uh, the Oh, The Internals. Oh, the Matrix, the fourth one. If you've watched the previous movies, there's a point where they talk about whenever Neo, and I believe this is in the third film, is talking to the architect of the Matrix, they're talking about choice. They're talking about freedom. They're talking about all of these things that involve him making the right decision to be able to either save Zion or Trinity. You can see other versions of Neo on the screens in the architect's space the other versions that had existed. I was under the impression that they were alluding to the fact there had been multiple Neos, multiple Zions, that it had been destroyed many times before. And this was only the most recent incarnation of him, the most recent version of Morpheus, that essentially the Matrix had rebooted and restarted many times before. That's why I think that with this happening, since a lot of people also, at least in the fandoms that I'm, part of don't really hold the uh they don't really have a high regard for matrix two and three um i tended to take in all of it because i don't know as a creator if somebody puts something out i like to try and digest everything that comes out so all three of the movies the animatrix shorts and even uh the the game enter the matrix and there was also the online one but i had the one for uh for gamecube that i liked quite a bit there's a lot that happened in those, and that's how the story was supposed to continue. But just like the Ghostbusters video game that came out for the Wii and the PlayStation and the Xbox, which was excellent, and many people considered the official Ghostbusters 3, as do I, I think there was a lot of exposition and other story that happened in these games for The Matrix. I'm thinking that what happened is, is this is another incarnation of Neo and Trinity. I think that this is another kind of reboot, reassociating these characters as they're older. Before the cooler temperatures came in, there was one day where there was beautiful, torrential, just thunderous rain. Phenomenal rain. And, uh, and it was just great. It, I, I loved it. And um, it, just, it was the kind, just like what you're hearing right now, just cascading with, with thunder and lightning in it. It was just wonderful. And it's just the most relaxing thing in the world. And I was, I was listening to this very rainstorm. In fact, this is all sounds from that day when it rained sometimes i like to just sit and look out the window the back window the front window whatever's going on my street has a lot of different age kids from you know kindergarten up to just around junior high i guess i think sometimes i just sit and watch because it brings back memories of when i was growing up i just had a lot of really good memories from back then and seeing that seeing these four kids if you look at the at the uh, thumbnail for this podcast that's the image that's shown there it's just these four kids marching up the street walking up the you know how there's that little rain gutter on the sides of the road where the water can traverse downhill 
and they're just walking through it barefoot, having the time of their lives. And I thought that was such a wild moment. It, it reminded me of the wonder years. It reminded me of Stand By Me. It reminded me of my younger days. It always puts me in a really weird thought process. And, you know, I, I would say it's nostalgia, but, but it's not. It's, I think it's been more about where I am in life right now and where I'm heading. Let me explain that really quickly. Maybe some of you can relate to this. For a long time, um, and I've talked about this in past episodes, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with a lot of things that are encumbering, you know, and, and just weighing me down. Through journaling, through doing podcasts, through doing not nearly enough art and writing from time to time, I've managed to get through a lot of it. I've been able to decompress the depression and and lay it out for what it is. No pressure or anything from it and be able to analyze it and look at it. And I understood where a lot of my stuff was coming from and what I was dealing with and what I needed to correct. Well, when all of that stuff happened... I then started to realize that as I was removing more and more of the aspects that were making me depressed, then I was starting to be left behind with newer, more recent and raw emotions, feelings, just things that were living within me. And a lot of these manifested from, you know, places where I had recently worked in the last couple of years to, you know, people I'd known, just everything in between this, this whole cavalcade of things, right? I realized it's 99 days until 2022. It's basically three months, right? Because we're at the end of September. As much as I'm joyful that there's this coming trinity of holidays that I, that I do really enjoy. Now it's really winding down in the year. And I swear, I made a post about this earlier on social media. I swear, it, it seems like it was just March. Just something. It's really hard for me to wrap my head around things. When I did NakaCon just a couple weekends ago... You know, it's it's already been three weeks, something like that, right? Three weekends ago. And it was really hard to wrap my head around the fact that it had been a good two years since I had done the show. But I had to be really honest with myself. You see, once I started to pack away and overcome a lot of the other things that had been bugging me, which was a good relief, other things were coming to the surface. One of them was, are you doing enough now to feel like you're progressing in other aspects of life? Some of it was... Okay, great, but what? how are you being productive? When I started asking myself those questions, I think I almost kind of preferred having the, the depression because it just, it, it unseated me in such a way that I felt really unnerved and very much off balance. And it, just because I was like, God damn it, I don't have the answers for these, right? Other things too that I didn't expect. Adam Savage posted, he's a, a Mythbusters for those of you that don't know. He posted a video on his Instagram and on YouTube. He was with another fellow from another effects studio whose name escapes me right now. Uh, but they had both worked at ILM, so they had a past. They were friends, but they had a common friend. And this video covered a small tour of Grant Imahara from Mythbusters' final workshop. Anything you read about Grant Imahara, he was incredibly nice. And I've covered and talked about him before on here. I was in mad appreciation of his career and what he'd done. His involvement with my favorite robot, R2-D2, the work he did on Mythbusters, how he genuinely seemed like one of the nicest people you could ever meet. 
he was definitely my um, on my bucket list of people I'd like to meet. And sadly, that's you know not going to happen. I think if I was able to talk to him now, I would definitely introduce myself and say I really appreciated a lot of his candor, his quiet wit, his his methodical thinking, and his calmness that exuded from him in just about every single episode of Mythbusters I saw any interview or presentation or convention appearance that he made that I saw on video I ate up you know because he was just a really big deal to me tonight whenever I watched that video uh, not gonna lie by the time if you get a chance go look it up for me I got pretty emotional I did not make it with dry eyes through the whole damn video <laughs> toward the end it got really hard you know I'm sitting in a I'm sitting in the studio right now, and I've talked about it before. If you follow me on Instagram or any one of my other social media things, you've seen my workstation. You've seen parts of the studio that, I, that I'm that i in. When they started talking about Grant's studio, what amazed me was, as they go along, he essentially had designed a studio that was exactly what he wanted. It was it was his, uh, his pinnacle. It was the one thing that I think he was really probably very proud of and you can see it from the way that things are organized and labeled and put together and put in such a way that he could go from beginning to end concept to execution on anything in his makerspace and it would be the most organized and probably best time spent creating something the studio that i have is a combination of things. I'm sitting at my workstation. There's an arm holding my toner mic. I have three monitors in front of me. And I designed it so that basically when I'm working down here, if I need to take a break or do whatever, I can either record a podcast, I can record something for YouTube, I can grab some art supplies, I can work at my drawing desk, which is just right over here, akin, it's L-shaped to my main computer desk. Um, I have a small pull-out workstation here um, that I can use for cutting, for framing, for things like that, light light paperwork. Um, I have uh, a GameCube. This is over here on my computer tower and a bunch of other stuff. The point is, is that when I planned out and built this studio, I did what I could in my basement. I got a lot of input, I asked a lot of questions, I got a lot of help in some places that I just didn't know enough about. Is this studio perfectly built? No, it's not. There are weird angles. There are some angles that are 93 degrees, not 90. There's, some, there's just odd things that have happened in here and it really does come off like a weird surrealist painting in a few places if you really look at it. But it's my studio. I know where the tools are, I know where my art supplies are. Is it a mess right now? Absolutely, freaking movie. But it's also a collection of a lot of my stuff. It has my art. It has photos on the wall. And mine was done more to provide me with a safe space to be able to come and feel comfortable enough to want to create, to want to be able to get back out there and do these things I felt good about. Like, I feel much more intrinsically uh, inspired to throw energy into my podcast and to really talk and engage and want to create content for this or for TikTok or whatever. It's because I feel safe here in my studio and I've got things I can look at and things I can reference and things I can work with. I wanted somewhere that also gave me um, a mental reprieve from a lot of the stuff in this world. 
nonetheless, whenever I was watching this, it hit me that when he passed away, according to what they were saying in this video, it was left exactly as Grant had left it a year ago. The guy that had rented it, the space out to him, who was a friend of Grant's, decided that they were going to give many of the tools in there to some of the robotics teams that Grant had helped out. He was also going to, I believe his studio was going to purchase some of the equipment. And I believe if I understood this right, I need to go back and watch the video in a few days. Um, they were going to take that stuff and make a small dedicated spot for Grant. He did state in the video that he had no heart to be able to rent this space out ever again. It would metamorphose into a space that they could utilize and create more things. And I believe that that's probably what Grant would have wanted. The way they explained how Grant Imahara had done his place, you could see little touches in there that were definitely him. Especially if you watched him on the shows and stuff and you understood how meticulous and how organized he could be about things. And there was a point in there where they show where he had an assortment of uh, machine screws. This part really endeared me to him even more. I have a labeler here. And it's, uh, it's a brother, little brother labeler. And I love that thing. I loved that they opened up this this uh, makeshift and very well engineered looking shelf that had a series of metal containers and I don't know what those containers were but they're identical just larger than the ones that you find at Ace Hardware whenever you're flipping them open to find components and screw parts and wing nuts or whatever well these were metal and on the back of the of each one of the little singular cells that would hold each one of the different kinds of machine screws and other little parts in there he had a label that had been printed out saying what that machine screw was, what that particular mechanical component was. And it just made me hate the fact that I'm never going to meet this guy. That his, and even more than that, even more than my own selfish, silly desire as a fanboy to have met him, it raises this, this unorthodox feeling within me of, pardon my French, but why the fuck did he have to die? And I can't quite understand how life can be so chaotic and so messed up in that way. You know? It, um, I've, I've gone through this for a little while because there's been some other people, some musicians and some other people that, you know, um, died pretty suddenly. Now, Grant was just a little bit older than me. So when they're not that much older than me, it always hits a little harder because I'm like, oh, God damn. But this was even more so because it was somebody I looked up to. And then I see, you know, this tour of his studio, which was brilliant and beautiful and wonderful. And if anything, freaking watch Adam's video just to see what it's like to manage and put together a makerspace in a very small area and how freaking wonderful it was just for one dude to be able to have that, you know, and be able to execute ideas in there. Thanks so much, guys. I am Mario the Artisan Rogue. You can find me on a myriad number of social media accounts from TikTok to YouTube. Um, I do have a Facebook page, but I don't really update that thing anymore. You can go also find me on www.theartisanrogue.com. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode. <laughs>